this week on Moms Moving On. The hardest part was honestly battling my own judgment around like the stigma. That was hands down like what was actually the most challenging, like the emotional element of like, I'm letting my family down. I'm introducing another risk to like my kids by creating instability. All of those narratives were definitely the most challenging. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back, everybody, to another Moms Moving On. I'm so excited you're here to meet one of our newest friends, Nicole Centeno. Nicole founded Splendid Spoon in 2013, seeking a solution for easy, healthy meals as a busy mom. Elise found her way to Splendid with a similar need on the hunt for ready-made plant-based meals to fuel her days in business school. I'm so excited to hear all about this story and how she made her way to Splendid Spoon, along with all of her tips for co-parenting, getting remarried, and all that comes along with being a divorced mom in today's day and age. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad that we have crossed paths because I love meeting another like-minded boss babe, mompreneur. <laughs> so Splendid Spoon is your endeavor with a friend? So Elise, who is my co-CEO, um, she joined in 2018. Okay. So she is she is now like one of my best friends, um, as well as my business partner, co-CEO. That's but, yeah, awesome. We, she came to the business through another founding member of the team, actually. And you are a meal delivery service? Yes, exactly. All over the country? everywhere. Yep. That's amazing. Thank wow, you. Wow, good for you. And was this was this something you started after you got divorced? No. I oh, okay. I was starting it like during um I mean, the business, my marriage, my divorce, becoming a parent are all intertwined within like a 2-year period. <laughs> oh, so why not? Like all at once or nothing at yeah. all is what I say. Yeah. Right? Yes, very much so in this case. Okay. So you must have had a hard time separating everything, but also had a great outlet for your yeah. divorce pain, I, maybe? To, um, Totally. I mean, I definitely, um, work has been a great coping mechanism in many mm. ways. I mean, it's meant that I've had to figure out where the coping mechanism ends and the sort of like uh, enabling <laughs> uh, begins, right? Like there is a healthy realm where work is great. And then there's also the unhealthy realm, like right. escapism. Right. Um, so I've definitely had to figure that out since my divorce, for sure, because it was my escape during the breakup and, and right before, for sure. I find that it's probably one of, aside from exercise, which was a huge coping mechanism for me and still yep. is, What's one of the healthiest things, you know, there are far worse things you can throw yourself into after a divorce. And, and I for agree. you, it, it seems like it worked out well. I agree. Yeah, it did. And yeah, working out, like anything that made me feel like I was contributing to something, like, and, and also physically able to move my body. Mm -hmm. My work was especially physical in the very beginning. It was really, really helpful. <laughs> so you were like packing. So tell us the story. So sure. 
when did you get divorced? How old are your kids? Let's go. Let's start from there. Yeah. So let's see. So I started the business in 2013 when Grover, when I was pregnant with Grover, my first son, who's now nine. Okay. And then I had Caleb in 2014 and my marriage ended in 2015. And so the starting of the business was like, in it, the business was in a very nascent stage, very much like newborn stage at the same time that the kids were in a newborn stage. So it was, it was definitely like a pressureful situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the story is like, you know, my background is in food and science, like kind of the art of food. I went to culinary school, the science of food. I studied um, nutrition and metabolism and how different diets impact how we function and our ability to fend off disease and feel good. And when I became pregnant with Grover, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a working mom. Like I am definitely someone who had, I prioritize my ambitions. It's something that I, I, it's part of my identity. I'm going to have less time and I care a lot (laughs) about what I eat, what it tastes like and if it's good for me or not. So like, I have to figure something out. This is going to be a challenge. And I had, I had read the China study and looked at like, plant-based diets, all different kinds of like ways of eating. And I really felt like eating more plant-based, not even a hundred percent plant-based was one of the most efficient ways to improve your health. That was what I believed the research showed me. And lots of people now, of course, support this. And the challenge was just like making the food taste really good and making the food really convenient. And because I had gone to culinary school, I was like, I think I can figure that out. And because I like problems and puzzles, I believed that I could figure out how to make it more convenient also. And so the business was born. I love that. And I do also, um, I respect, you know, finding what you're good at and turning it into your passion and like, yeah. And, and just throwing yourself into it. But since you are a problem solver, so your, your sons were, you've two sons were very young Mm -hmm. when you got separated. I can relate. My daughter was two. So how did you put on your problem solver hat to sort of balance everything? I think that's one of the toughest things for our community to figure out. It is, you know, the hardest part was honestly, um, battling my own judgment around like the stigma mm-hmm. that was hands down, like what was actually the most challenging, like the emotional element of like, mm-hmm. I'm letting my family down. I'm introducing another risk to like my kids by like divorce, cr- creating instability. All of those narratives were definitely the most challenging and it was the also that really I'm trying to debunk every day because it is so yeah. unfair. Yeah. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. And I felt very alone. I I found amazing community. Like as soon as I said I'm divorced or like I'm a single mom, I, like the community is so warm and so mm-hmm. enveloping. And so that was an amazing gift that I did not see like going into it that was most of my experience was like, I'm so afraid, but I know this is correct. And every leap that I took, I was met with really like a lot of support, which I think is not always the case, but definitely helped me through that kind of like the emotional stuff. And that was what enabled the logistics to start. I was like, okay, now I can start to figure out (laughs) mechanically, like, how is this all going to work? And how am I going to do it while maintaining some 
maintaining a respectful relationship with the father of my kids. I'll tell you that I've never been the most organized. I've always been ambitious and I've always thrown myself into my work and done well at it. But I was never as organized as I, I was never more organized than when I got separated and had Mm. a two-year-old and had to balance like making money, growing my business, being Mm -hmm. a mom, co-parenting. All of a sudden I morphed into like, you know, the logistics queen. Was it the same Mm -hmm. for you? Definitely. Definitely. And I am still way more organized with that than I am with like many other areas of my business, (laughs) with my work, like my personal life, like definitely how I manage my kids and the co-parenting relationship. You know, and one of the things that I think still really helps me is I dedicated myself to being really committed to communicating with him. Yeah. Which Tell me about that. Which was not easy. Right. Well, and well, listen, in the beginning stages, even in an amicable divorce, I think it's not easy because you're trying to like find a sh- your stride in this new relationship that you have. So even if it's people assume like, oh, if they're amicable, it's so much easier. I find it's almost harder to set boundaries and like start fresh as divorced people when it comes to communication. So can you give some advice or like tell us how you did that? Yeah, well, I would say one of the greatest tools that we had was we went to a couples therapist like as we were breaking up. Wow. So we did like mediation, like couples therapy, which we hadn't done when we were together successfully. And that was huge. That was enormous because it allowed us to always have a third like objective person in the room. So if when things got emotional, because they always would, it was, we could count on that person to be like, okay, well, let's like bring it back. Like, what are you asking for? Mm -hmm. What do you need? Just name it. And that was huge huge to be able to have that. Did you find that your ex was responsive to the third party's advice? Yes. That's I did. Yeah. Which was really amazing. Um, it was, it was like a really big relief because it was never like that when it was just the two of us, I was like, Oh my God, this is like really amazing. Like we're going to be able to, I felt so optimistic after a few times. And that was a big unlock for us. And what was your, um, I mean, how did you figure out what your co-parenting schedule and and your time sharing arrangement would be? So I think one of the other things that helped us a lot was that we really did choose to put the kids first. Mm -hmm. So, which took a lot of reminding, like (laughs) for me, I was like, am I putting the kids first? Like, am I not like, is this me putting me first or is this me putting the kids first? But that level of self-awareness is so huge in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So we originally, like, as we were going through the breakup, we, um, traded on and off, like who was at our ship at the apartment we were living in. Oh, so I would go stay. Yeah. So I would stay at a friend's place when he was there with the kids and he would stay at a friend's place when I was there with the kids. So the kids never had to leave Mm -hmm. for, I can't remember how long that was like six to nine months. I think it was. And that established, I think a sense of trust 
between the two of us that, mm-hmm. yeah, like we are both doing the work of parenting. And we've, I think that also allowed us to come up with a schedule where we tend to do like, I have four days, but he will have four nights. So like, you know, like, cause it's seven days in a week, it can't be totally 50, 50, but it actually is quite close because of like how we, how we split it up daytime hours and like pick up and bedtime and all of that. So it sounds like you guys did it. Okay. I wanted to know because here, here in South Florida, well here in Florida, it's basically like 50, 50 is what the court will lean towards unless you can prove otherwise why that shouldn't be the split. But I know in New York, there's a little bit more flexibility in terms of not necessarily having to start with this idea that 50, 50 is the only way to do it. Yeah, I can't. And I can't remember exactly when we were going through the child support um, element of the settlement, but we both said like, yes, we are okay with 50, 50. Like that was a question that the lawyers asked us. And we both had to really be like very committed to that. And I I was, you know, I mean, I, I definitely, I think that's a big part of it for me too, is like equal parenting responsibilities is something that I think is really, really, really important. It was the same for me. Like there was no question in my mind that I I wanted anything other than 50-50 because I mean, from my own personal experience, being a child of divorce and not having a dad who played an active role, like I wanted to give that gift to my daughter. And I think that's such a great mindset and position to take when you're in this situation. Yeah. 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 But you 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 know, it was hard. Like I had to let go of a lot of prior to the divorce. I was very like, I'm the matriarch of all of the things. If I had a dollar, Nicole, (laughs) for every client and woman who came to me and said, I do everything for the kids. He could never handle a night, let alone 50, 50. I'd be able to buy out your company tenfold. So, um, but no, that's, it's great that you honor that because we all come to co-parenting with this mindset. Like, well, my kids are super young and all they want is mommy, mommy, mommy. My ex could never. And that's where I'm like, well, they can, you just haven't given them the opportunity to do that yet. Yeah. And that was like the healing of the divorce, honestly, Mm -hmm. like now several years outside of it, that was part of the healing for me was like letting go of, of me thinking that I had to do everything, which was also contributing to me being very unhappy. Right. It's a cycle. And then also letting go of the fear of like, dad doing something differently. Like what? And I write about that. (laughs) I I wrote about that largely in my book because I I literally wrote a whole list of like every mom's fear and the rebuttal of like, well, what's actually going to happen if they don't brush their teeth for exactly one minute with dad or what's actually going to happen if they go to bed uh, in a different way at a different time, long-term nothing. And the, this idea that everything has to be the same in two homes is you know, first of all, it it's just so unrealistic. If you were going to be the same yeah. all the time, you'd probably still be together. Right. Oh my God. Yes, totally. And, but I mean, that doesn't go, I haven't found that that goes away. Like I've mean, been on the walk to school this morning. They were like, oh, we watched XYZ show. And I was like, oh my God, that show is definitely not allowed in my house. Like, It took everything for me not to like, mm-hmm send a text to, and we have like a co-parent text now where it's like, 
me and my husband because I remarried and then my ex and his wife because he remarried and that's it, like so great it is cool and it also it keeps me in check I think a little bit more I was like ready to send a text like okay so this is how I would uh talk about this show can you share how you're talking about this show like you know that kind of energy and I was like you know what it's okay <laughs> like, it is you know it sucks it's okay. and I, I but I remember also being a kid I remember being like eight years old at my dad's and watching like something completely inappropriate at the time I think it was um it's the movie with Kim Basinger anyway it doesn't matter but it was like not for an eight-year-old girl oh and <laughs> I can't say that it really had a long-term effect on me. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and that's, and that's what we have to consider. It's like, we would never do this, but if they do it, what does it matter long-term? Is it worth fighting about? And those, that right. notion of picking your battles is so huge. Oh my God. He, that is the name of the game. Pick your battles. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey moms, I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you are ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com slash moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com slash moms when you're ready to move on. It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? So, all right. So you're remarried. Your ex is remarried. What was that process like for you? Which one of you remarried first? I remarried first. Brian has been with his partner longer. That process was also hard. You know, like I, when I remember when my ex started dating seriously and I hadn't like found anyone and I was struggling with that like why do I feel like I need to be with someone now like I'm actually great I like, feel great as a thing I remember loving my single years like mm -hmm. I was really the best I had ever been I was great I felt like I had it I had figured it all out I was like I already have my kids I don't have to be in a relationship I'm focused on my work like yeah. I felt like I had found like really an amazing balance and like I can date when I want to, but like, it was just really, it was really nice. And yet when he found someone, I was jealous. I was like, Oh, like why, you know, like why, why couldn't I find someone 
why has he why has he found someone first right i think that's a really natural reaction yeah yeah i had to work through that and it took a lot of time for me to sit with it instead of you know, rushing out to try and like find, be like, oh, I gotta get married. I gotta like find my person too. I could right? do that like, too. Took, right. Yeah. yeah it, exactly. Like it took a lot. It was a very big growth period for me because I knew that that wasn't the right thing for me to do, even though it felt like the easiest thing to do. And yeah. And take, taking that time did allow me to then open myself up to another, a new relationship and a new opportunity very unexpected and very, very, very different than I had like, you know, tried to architect in my head. Right. Well, that's, isn't that, I mean, we plan and God laughs. Um, right. How did your boy, how old were your boys when you introduced them to your new husband? They were four and five, I think, or four and six, maybe Grover had just turned six. What was that like yeah. for you? I know for some people, it's not it, a, a, another one of those things that doesn't go as planned in their heads. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that didn't go as planned at all. I was, I was sure that they would were gonna like reject him, and I had said to myself, and I thought, I was like, this is great. Like my way of finding my next person is my kids will pick, and like. They don't want anyone. They just want to hang out with me. So like, right. it's fine. Right. Like I was really, I, w- I would never spend time with anyone actually around them that I didn't think had really like wonderful energy and something to contribute and something that they could, who would appreciate their energy too. I'm like that with everyone, not just like anybody that I would be dating, but when it comes to like spending time with my kids, but um, I was sure I was, I was like, he's really cool, but like, they're going to, they're going to like destroy him. <laughs> he's going to be like, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's in for. He, yeah. He's done for. And I was shocked. We went to the park. We all just like met up at the park and it was like a regular kind of like Saturday play day. We were, we were there and um, I lived really close by and I had forgotten their swim trunks and there was like sprinklers and everything and I was like oh guys we got to go back got to walk back to the apartment like got to get the swim trunks so we can all like get you guys can get in the sprinklers and I was like packing everything up and getting ready to go and they were like no we don't want to go with you and I was like what (laughs) they were like we'll stay with him and I was like what (laughs) this guy we like him I know I was like oh my god oh no (laughs) Well, you know, I do think, so I think it's better that you go into these situations expecting the worst for sure, because I know a lot of people will have the opposite outlook, like, oh, we're going to play family and everybody's going to be happy and my kids will love this new person. And and then that doesn't always happen. So the fact that you had like the opposite outlook, yeah. you kind of like <laughs> expected the worst, but hope for the best. I think you have to enter the blending with that mindset, because you never know. Kids are very protective over their parents, but at the same time, kids can, like you said, like the energy is important. And when they see that mom is more relaxed and mom is happy and someone's treating mom nicely, they gravitate towards that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, um, I mean, it was a wonderful surprise and it like made me feel so wonderful, 
but um I, yeah i was i'm still shocked about it i still like play it over in my head because it's hard being a single mom you know like those the days where it's just you and the kids oh yeah and especially when my kids were young and very close they're 18 months apart and two boys and i would i felt like i was like in like boot camp or something every time I was like we got to get you know like I would have a plan we would be out all day we would be very active like there were lots of activities and I would be exhausted Uh at the end of the day and so I really assumed that like they were that the person that I was with would never be able to like handle that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like this is like hard stuff. Like it's amazing, but like, I don't expect anybody else to do this. Yeah. I remember for like the first year of my relationship with my now husband, because my daughter was two and very much, you know, up my butt. And like, she was a baby. She was in diapers. Uh, I remember thinking for a solid year, like, oh, he's going to wake up one day and be like, yeah, no, thanks. Like, this is too much for me. Right. (laughs) Right. Thankfully that didn't happen. Right. Right. And thankfully for you too. So how many years are you married now? We are. So I got pregnant with my third before we got married. So every time someone asks me this, I'm like, how long have we been married? <laughs> how old is Charlotte? Um, two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So you have a baby yeah. together. How was yeah. that for the boys? That was another real surprise for me. So I was really afraid. I thought they were going to like reject her I don't know I was just like that was my mindset I was like it's just been the three of us now it's us with Henry and now there's a baby like they're gonna just like there's gonna be a revolt there's gonna be a mutiny right they're just gonna up and leave yeah I was like really preparing myself for a lot of home challenge and like drama and stuff they are so helpful they adore her they like dote on her they like I can now I mean so Grover my oldest is nine Caleb is seven and Charlotte is two so they're far enough in age where like they were always highly competitive with each other and Mm -hmm. that was just kind of all I knew so it's like oh my god like a baby how are they going to compete with that like right but they because she's far enough from like in age from them I think it has given them a lot more perspective honestly like they will play with her while I'm cooking dinner. I can trust them to like walk her upstairs to get a toy. Like oh, that's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really I'm cool. So happy to hear that. I love that everything worked out for you the way that it did. And I just want to know what would be one piece of advice you would share for a mom who was just starting out on her divorce journey with children mm. and so you are not alone and trust yourself trust yourself. The journey, the journey is like full of so many surprises and rewards. Ain't Um, that the truth? Yeah. (laughs) For no, for better and for worse. I feel like I am the most self-aware that I've ever been and, and trusting myself, taking that risk to trust myself and listen to my gut was a huge part of that learning journey for me. Yes. I mean, it's a tribe, you know, like when I meet another mom who's been through a divorce and has kids like you know especially like you I'm like oh I already like we already know so much about each other without saying anything yeah and that's a really beautiful thing 
I, and you know, I never knew how much this sense of community was needed until I started putting myself out there the way that I do on social media. And like, everyone was like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? And I'm like, I'm here. Let's be friends. Like, let's have a community. And, and I'm so glad I've built that because there really is like, you just don't know unless you've been through it. And that sense of like, being a kindred spirit with somebody because you both have to kiss your kids goodbye for the weekend. Like you just know. Yes. Well, I'm glad that now we know each other. Um, Where can everybody learn more about you and Splendid Spoon? So Splendid Spoon is all online. So you can go to splendidspoon.com if you wanted to order any of our grain bowls, noodle bowls, juices, all very helpful for busy moms running back and forth from different homes. Um, And then we're splendid.spoon on Instagram. And I'm Nick Scent on Instagram, N-I-C-C-E-N-T. All will be linked. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. Have a great summer. Enjoy that beautiful baby girl and your boys. And we'll see you soon on Moms Moving On. Thanks, everybody. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.